0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Buckeye Roast. Is it is it Tuesday? Is that what day we're on? No, it's Wednesday. It? It's Wednesday. Yeah, hey, we moving right through the week. <laughs> here we go. So, good morning, everybody. How's it going? Hope your week is going well. We're halfway through now, so we're getting there. But on the intro for the Buckeye Rose, got my guy Ron in here. Ron, how you doing?
1: What's good? What's good? Good morning, everybody. Hey. Clearly, we're still not acclimated to this morning thing because your boy Q doesn't even know what day of the week it is. But we <laughs> are <mood> here. like <laughs> We are every morning for the Buckeye roast. And, you know, I'm excited to talk some Buckeye football. There's no better way to start the morning.
0: Yeah, of course. So, um doing to
1: plug, we did have that
0: interview yesterday. So, if you haven't seen that, tap in. It was a really good interview. And I appreciate a guy coming through. So check that out. It's doing well. Um, also, too, Ron has put in some some quality back work. So we are now on all audio platforms. So, if you know, not have time to catch us in the morning or you're driving to work. You don't want to be distracted. Go ahead and plug us in on that audio. i talk to Spotify, Apple Music, all those good places. Those are going well. So make sure I plug that. And also,
1: are, are, are we super chat ready, Ron? I believe we are official YouTube partners, Best Stand Media. We now have Super Chats available. So if you have questions, go ahead and send us a Super Chat. We greatly appreciate that. If we're able to run up the funds enough, I will take this hat off after my trip (laughs) to Turkey and I get my hair plugs. So, you know, the hair plug fund is rolling. So I am excited, but I'm excited to talk some, uh, some Ohio State safety room, because they had a lot of thing, interesting things to say yesterday uh, during the player-coaches interviews. Yeah, yeah, so
0: I'm privy to show what I got for you. So, obviously, the Malik Harford hype trade continues. That probably should not be first in the notes, but absolutely, you know who wrote, you know who wrote the notes for that to show up first second barry eliano's interview gonna talk him gonna talk what he talked about we're gonna hear from some players sonny lathan jihad talk them and we will also talk the movie that we all watched last night the johnny manziel special so that was a good time so we're gonna end the show with that and and give some preview because we're gonna do something with that later but let me go ahead and open up and go ahead and hit that chat run it up um let me see so malik hartford Hype, crane con- his hype train continues Perry Orlando talked about him Ron what's going on with my guy with Lee Hartford I'm gonna let you just have it because this is your guy so let me know what good they're talking about him it's your show right now
1: I mean my real estate agent calls me tells me about this excellent plot of land on Hartford Island I plant my flag I'm the only one there I show up with supplies. The whole neighborhood's flooded with people. Everybody's on this Malik Hartford trade now. And I I swear, I I say it on Monday, and now everyone's the biggest Malik Hartford fan. Perry Eliano gets in interviews. They ask him, is Malik Hartford going to play? He's like, he's going to play. So the fact that, you know, we were talking about, what, two episodes ago, I don't know how many people he's going to be buried behind on that depth chart. You have Kai Stokes ahead of him. You have older guys like Josh Proctor. You hear Jahan Carter's playing at the free safety. So it's like, where does Malik Hartford fit into this whole uh, situation? But every day, rave reviews. He's Jim Knowles' silver bullet. Um, Perry Eliana is getting all kinds of questions about him yesterday during the interviews. Uh, Something that they kept talking about was his physical development since he arrived on campus in January. Uh, So like that early enrollment process, how much he's benefited for that and how much he's transformed his body uh, because, I mean, something that we'll touch on later uh, in the show is uh, something that Lathan Ransom talked about is needing to be bigger to play safety in the Big Ten. So him really embracing that need to to grow, to fit in in the safety room and be able to contribute early to the team, it's just great to hear because, I mean, it's something that we talked about last night. I mean, All these Ohio kids that they're bringing in in the secondary, your Jermaine Matthews, your Malik Hartford, your Bryce West, all of this, it's gonna be great to see the return of BIA, but not just the return of BIA. The return of BIA filled with kids from Ohio. So I'm just I couldn't be more excited to continue to hear these great things about Malik Hartford. Yeah, my guy Mitch in the chat says, you know, a lot of people were hyped about Malik
0: after the huge hit. So you ain't you ain't the only one that was on the train early.
1: He's a, <laughs> you, you just hopped on a cart
0: and looked around. There was other people there. So <laughs> get the hype train by yourself. But yeah, man, I'm um, excited to hear. And like I uh, said, a couple episodes ago, this is what you want to hear. You want to hear guys come out and, and really ball out and get acclimated very quickly to the program. So all, all signs seem good from Malik Harper. I'm excited for him. The kid can play, just needs his time to develop. So let's not rush him. Let's get him in here. Let's give him time. I would love to, for him to see the field and all young players to see the field. I would love to see Kai, Kai Stokes sometimes. So all these young guys in the safety room, love to see him get a chance. But also you got the big name players who are taking the headlines. So Perry Eliano talked about first. He said, it is only practice five. So we don't know exactly who's going to start yet. They're still rotating around. But guys he alluded to very heavily, Jahad Carter, Sonny Styles, Lathan Ransom. So out of those guys, Ron, I I want you to ask, who do you think is going to be the leader of this room? This wasn't on the board, but when you talk about that back-end safety room, obviously Cam Martinez and and, um, Josh Proctor are the guys, but it seems like it's leaning away from them. So I want to ask, who do you think is going to be leading the back-end of this defense?
1: Absolutely. It's going to be late and he's going to be the person in this secondary with the most returning snaps. Um, he talked about something in his interview yesterday um, regarding the difference in this off season versus last off season with him recovering from his uh, broken leg, him not being able to really have the physical development during the off season and get those reps during spring and how much this full offseason, healthy meant for him, not only from a physical development standpoint, um, but also being able to get those uh, technical reps and actually be able to participate in spring. So, I mean, what Lathan was able to do last year, I know, you know, people are hard on Lathan sometimes, but for the majority of last year, outside of a few moments he played really well, so seeing him have another year in the system, but also being able to develop and play at uh, full health is going to be great to see. So I think Lathan is going to be that leader because uh, the work that he's put in in the offseason, the experience that he already has, and just his overall leadership just from already being out there.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent what you said, and I wanna, I wanna throw this up on the board, Travis. We appreciate you, my God. Yes, the very first one. Thank you, you know, thank you, thank always. you. Always will have a special – I'm going to refer to this every day. Like, if it wasn't Friday, I would be like, yo, remember that time Travis sent us the very first <laughs> – <with your> <laughs> yeah, my, my heart got full. No, we appreciate you, my guy. So, first, Super Chat, yes, sir, you got it. If Ryan Day leaves, who would you want to replace him? Elevate Hardline, the head coach, try to grab Freeman or Fickle or someone else. Um. Great question. I'm gonna start with this one because I've talked about this guy a, a lot, and I get a little, I get a little hate, but I can't let go. 2019, my guy Jeff Halfley would be the guy I would love to come what? back. What? Yes, Jeff Halfley what? would be the guy. Yes, he went to Boston College, and they're terrible because Boston College is always terrible. They they're they're mediocre sometimes. It's not that's not a great program, but Jeff Halfley back at Ohio State, running the defense. You ain't got no defensive problems. Give us a good OC. Let's run it back. Go that's, ahead,
1: Ron. That is by far the most ridiculous answer or thing that has been said since the inception of this show. Jeff Halfley. So you're talking about the most premier job in the country. You know, you're like, you know who I need? Go get the guy that Boston College is about to fire. He's
0: great. Boston College. First of all, Jeff
1: Jeff Hadley had that program going in the right direction. He should have been hired at a USC
0: or some other big-time program already. He hit a bad year, and then the next year his team didn't do as well. Jeff Hadley can coach. Let's not act like he's young. He has energy. You saw the way defensive players were flocking to the program when he was here in that short amount of time. Yes, give me Jeff Hadley at an Ohio State.
1: Let's run it back. And this is exactly why this nigga Q is not the athletic director at Ohio State because he would do some goofy shit like fire the guy that just got hired from Boston College. One thing that we complained about during uh, Ryan Day's – Uh, defensive coordinator coaching search when he got Kerry Combs is that he didn't do a national search. If we go hire our old defensive coordinator that just got fired, like, no thank you. Like, I, I feel like my answer to this is two parts. If Ryan Day were to leave in the next five years, I would not want Hartline to be elevated to the head coach. I still don't think he's ready for the Ohio State position. I think another couple years under Ryan Day, if Ryan Day gives us another three to five years and then Hartline, uh, steps in maybe, but right now, give me Fick. Bring him back. I want Fickle back, and that that would be my choice. I want that hard nosed uh mentality back in Columbus. I mean, I feel like he understands what it takes to beat the team up north. Um, and I feel like he's learned from his time as interim coach and has the has had the ability to grow elsewhere. So I feel like it would be time for the return of Fick to Columbus. If Ryan Day were to leave within the next five years,
0: uh, you know what I would not do as AD. I would not say Michigan was just one game. So there we go, instant upgrade right there. I still think
1: I'd be making videos about this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, uh, appreciate you, Travis. Appreciate you, <laughs> thank man. thank you so much for the first super chat. We appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and I see in the chat some other people are saying Luke Fickle. That might be a guy, but you know me, I'm going. I'm going young. I'm going. I'm going ready to go. So I'm going defense. So that's where we're going with that. But yeah, man. So um, Eliano again. He alert. He alluded to when he did his interview the comfort of the safeties in year two. And obviously, he says only practice five. But he also said, "Hey, it's year two. We got the secondary back. These guys are rolling along. So not bad at all is what it sounds like. But these guys are processing information faster. Was the thing I really picked up out of that. And I said, okay. Let's not have these guys confused where they're going, have them go play. We got the athletes. What did you think when Eliano said they're processing faster, we got the same coaches back, these guys are going to level up from last season?
1: He really drove the point home when he talked about the second year in the system when um, the guys were just learning where they lined up and understanding their role on the play. Now they're understanding the how and the why. Like why they're doing the certain things, what responsibilities they have, who they're supporting, what the other safeties' roles are, what the linebackers' roles are, and having a true understanding of the how and why in Jim Knowles' defense, and it's allowing them play at a completely different speed. So just really taking in that second year of experience, because I mean, a lot of these guys in the room have never. I mean, I don't think our defense has had a complete. Uh, coaching staff return from top to bottom so this is the first time our defensive uh our defensive staff hasn't changed not uh, no coordinator change no position coach change so having these guys uh get a second year in the system with the same coaches I feel like it's uh, it can't even be quantified how valuable um that experience is in this second year
0: yeah, no, a hundred percent, and and I'm hoping to see that you know that everybody is talking about this is a level up, and it's like, well, we really only added Jihad Carter to to the mix. That guys are going to play. Everybody else is, is is really young players or the same players we had last year. So I'm hoping that second time in the defense, you feel a lot better about it. These guys flying around. There's no mishaps, nothing like that. Like we got later in the season, and and we're good to go. So. It all sounds good from there. Another guy he mentioned was was Kai Stokes, who we're all excited about. Young player had a lot of hype last year, but Kai also he says played multiple positions in high school, so he's doing a little bit of a learning curve. What do you think we're going to see from Kai Stokes this season? And this is for the chat as well. What do you think we're going to see from him this season? And will he be a guy to come on, or are we waiting for him another year, or waiting for him another year?
1: It sounds like the way uh, Perry described Kai's development is that. I mean, he has all the athletic gifts, but with him playing multiple positions in high school, this transition has been a little bit different as far as just really locking in at one safety position and getting comfortable there. So I feel like this year is going to be a foundational year for Kai to really sink his teeth into this defense, into the concepts, and I feel like uh, he's going to be primed for you know a big junior season. But I feel like this is going to be another Uh, foundational year. I know they talked about JB uh, last year um, as a freshman being ranked super high, but him taking a little bit longer in the learning curve. And then last year he settled in more in his role and found his comfort. And now this year he's primed to really contribute. And I think that we're seeing Kai on a similar trajectory, Um, a little bit of a learning curve, having played multiple positions in high school, but now you know really getting comfortable in the system and I feel like this will be a great foundational year for him to be primed for you know his junior and maybe senior season here
0: yeah yeah I'm really hoping we get a ball hawk in the the back of the secondary shades of Malik Hartford just uh, his shadows just have cast all throughout Columbus where no one has quite filled that spotlight so Waiting for another bar hog. Jordan Fuller was pretty good, but really just a guy who's just flying around. I thought it was going to be my guy, Josh Proctor. Still have hope. Josh Proctor Island is alive. But, yeah, man, I would love to see Kai Stubbs get some game time. And actually just like we talked about, see what these guys can do and see if they can play because we also have, the, also have the unanswered questions of, is this guy really ready? Can he play here? Yada, yada, yada. So I do want to get the opportunity to see that. Hopefully you see Kai get some minutes on the field. So, well, what do you think the
1: Zillow there? estimates are looking like on Proctor Island compared to Malik Hartford Island right now? Because hey, I, know the home value, I know the home value going up on Malik Hartford Island, so I say grab you a house now. That's all I'm saying. Not a financial stock. advisor, but I'd say get you a house on Malik Hartford Island. Stock is holding
0: steady. It's holding steady. It's not as I fall <laughs> clip. It's still good property, but let me see what the chat's talking about. So, they also threw in Mike Brable as a, as a head coaching option. But we got my guy, big Chris Drew, in here. The question: Appreciate you, Chris. I won't remember you like I remember Travis, but you know, appreciate <laughs> you. <getting laughs> here. But yeah, Chris says, better chance to be an All-American this season now that we know they are both starting: Tommy Eichenberg or Sonny Styles? Ron.
1: I mean, have we ever seen someone win the Heisman and not be an All-American? I would have to check the notes, but I don't think Mm -hmm. so. So, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that the Tommy Heismanberg campaign is going to continue to roll on. So, that's an easy one for me. I mean, the Tommy for Heisman uh, t-shirts are going to be coming soon. But, like, no, I, I mean, I think Sonny's a freak out there. And, like, the fact that, like, last year, you know, Tommy was the face of that defense, someone that... You know what I mean? We saw out there constantly making plays. We see him on preseason top linebacker list. But Sonny, I don't know, man. He's going to be different. Uh, I mean, he's getting bigger. I think he said he came in at uh, two fifteen, and now he's at two twenty nine. I mean, me and Q were watching interviews last night, and it's like, is this going to be going to be a linebacker one day? Like, are we going to see yeah. Sonny Styles and CJ Hicks lined up as our linebackers next year? Because I mean, that kid is just getting. Bigger and bigger, but I mean, I'm still going to have to, despite all of the hype around Sonny right now, I mean, Perry Eliano called him a unicorn in the, uh, in the interviews yesterday, but I'm still riding with my guy, Tommy. Tommy to New York. What about you, Q? Yeah, man.
0: And like, and, like, and like I told people when Sonny Styles
1: came in, I was like, there's no way he's going to
0: be able to play safe. You're like, oh, he's going to hold. He's, he's 215. He'll be fine. I'm like, bro, he's 17 years old. So <laughs> no, by the time he's 20, this is going to be like 240 <laughs> flying around. So but I'm actually obliged to agree with you on this one. Yeah, I think Sonny Styles is going to be in the lineup. He's young. And we're going to see a freak show flying around the room. I mean, not around around the field. We're going to see a freak show all over the field, playing ball, coming downhill, making plays and all that. But I don't think he will quite put it together yet. Like he will be able to the season after with that experience. So and, and that all American level, we think like it's a very high level and you're very consistent. And I expect Sonny Styles to be a little bit up, a little bit down, a little bit, you know, until he finds his way. So I would say Tommy Eichenberg has the better chance. He knows what he's doing. He's coming in. We saw how fast he looked on the field last year, which is pretty unbelievable to me after watching his highlight high school tape. But I was like, okay, this guy actually looks a little bit athletic this season. So, <laughs> so quick,
1: quick question. Go ahead, go I don't ahead. know if Ryan, I don't know if Ryan day or Brian Hartline watch the show, but in case they do, I want to float this idea out there. We have Tommy, a linebacker, you know, preseason Heisman uh finalist, you know, everyone, all the hype around him. We know we have a Heisman contender on defense. Do they need to find a way to work Tommy in at fullback or tight end? Get him a couple touchdowns, you know what I mean? Because they like to see defensive Heisman winners play both sides of the ball. So like in our like at our home and home against Arkansas State, the fourth quarter, we're in the goal line, Tommy comes in a fullback, no? Like, do you do you think that's something that we need to work into the offense? Bro, if Tommy Eichenberg finds any way on
0: offense with all the talent we have on that side of the ball, I'm unsubscribing from this channel. Because if Tommy Eikenberg scores a ball. touchdown,
1: I'm taking my shirt off and running from Pittsburgh to Columbus, waving my shirt over my head. Like, like, we couldn't get J-Mo touches, but we found a way to get Tommy Eichenberg
0: touches. Okay, okay. I'm driving to Columbus. <laughs> no way.
1: From <laughs> where? How long is that going to take you? <laughs> That's a good where, How long fly. is that going to take you, Q? Because I never know where you're where you're driving from.
0: <laughs> the airport is in every city. There's no, there's no way. <laughs> but yeah, man. No, I, I, I definitely can, I definitely can buy the Tommy Eichenberg All American over, over Sunny Styles for this season. But yeah, that's So appreciate you, Chris, on that one. Um, okay, so we had some player interviews and we want to talk about those. And Corey, I see you in the chat. Was good, man. Um, yeah. So Sunny Styles talk, Lathan Ransom talk, Jahi Carter talk. Um, let's talk Sonny Styles first. So he talked about the staff knows how to use his versatility. Since so we were just leading off with him, and also reclassifying did help. And we talked about his size, big up to two thirty. So I, I just want to know, watching the interview, what did you get from his overall vibe? I wonder, did you feel like he was confident? Did you feel like he's ready to go? He's ready to take the step. We're like, what was your overall? Because he didn't really, he didn't give us much. He gave us a little bit, but I like the reading the players' vibe. So what did you feel off
1: of that one? I felt like he felt like. Not a freshman. I mean, he felt like a veteran player, and he talked about how much that reclassification meant to him and, like, what that year was able to do for him to get him into the system. You think you heard Sonny Styles is only 17, is the new Jason Tatum's only 19. Like, they're going to be saying Sonny Styles is only 17 until he's 23 years old. Like, they couldn't emphasize mm-hmm. enough how, how rare it was for him to early enroll like that. So for him to be able to have that type of – that time to mature and not be expected to contribute right away as much as fans uh, wanted to see him on the field, get acclimated to, you know what I mean, just going to class, being a student, being a student athlete. So, him having that year to have that under his belt and now him having the physical maturity, the mental maturity of having uh, gone through that freshman year, I think that's going to be huge for him coming into his second year. And that was honestly my biggest takeaway was. His comfort, not only in the system, but just being a student athlete at Ohio State. And I feel like having gone through that at 17 and really being able to uh, be a contributor this year, having already had that year of experience is is going to be great for him.
0: Yeah, man, 100 percent. Definitely having to learn from those guys, getting a year, getting a year to kind of acclimate himself and learn. And I know we all when we when we seen um, what was it? Dude, the safety from Georgia, the freshman. I always forget his name. Ryan, right, help me out. Malachi Starks? Yeah, Malachi Starks. There we go. I always forget his name. Malachi Starks. When we see Malachi Starks on the field last year, as well, he played at the end of the season. I think we all were like, we got a guy who's who's rated you know, as high as him. Why don't we have him flying around the field? But in a perfect world, that's not really what you want. You want a guy to sit down. You want him to learn. You want him to get more playing time than Sonny Styles got last season. Now, Now that's for sure. And let him get in some games and get some experience. But also, too, you want a guy to be able to learn on the job before he quite takes the job. So the way this plan has worked out, Even though our safety play was god awful at times last season, this is what you wanted for Sonny Styles. He was only 17. You wanted him to come in. You wanted him to actually, you know, get in college ball, get the feel of it, and then be ready to go by year two. This is where we're at. So I'm excited the way the staff really played this, even though it kind of hurt last season. Like, why is this guy on the field more? But yeah, man, I think he's primed to go. I think he's ready for a big time season. I don't know about All-American yet. I'll give that time to Hagenberg, like I said before, but... I'm excited to see what this guy can do. Okay, so Sonny Styles, let's talk Lathan Ransom. So Lathan Ransom, if everybody remembers, he was hurt the season before in the Rose Bowl, so he didn't get the spring ball last season. So that's what he touched on. He touched on one, began to fully develop and physically develop actually. Now, and I want to ask this while I'm while I'm opening this. He talked about having bigger <laughs> safety pl- or having bigger safeties to play in the Big Ten. Now, in one way. I'm like, eh, wait a second. Like, I don't want my guys stiff, looking like <laughs> looking like robots going around the secondary. I want guys flying around. But I want to get your take on this: bigger safeties in the, bigger safeties for the Big Ten.
1: What What do you think about that? Um, I agree. Uh, he, the way he prefaced it was that it's one thing to feel good during week one, week two. But it's about having the physical maturity to be able to take those hits and deliver those hits in weeks eight, nine, ten, the playoffs, the, the game. So it's not it's not so much I think he's trying to look like a bodybuilder out there or anything like that or or have our safeties looking like linebackers. But at the same time, he wants these guys to be able to be physically developed enough to last throughout the season, delivering those big hits in week one and still be able to deliver them in you know, week 12 13, 14, 15. So just being able to see uh, that physical maturity and be able to handle the load of a Big Ten schedule, I, I think um, that's going to be big for all of them. And I feel like a lot, I feel like Lathan's approach is rubbing off on everyone in the room because, I mean, you saw the interviews yesterday. I mean, everyone came out there looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger as far as their. Their chest in the interview, like every single beat writer commented on, like, what were you guys eating this off season? Because every safety has developed not a, an upper and lower body. Because everybody was talking about Lathan's chest and how much bigger he's gotten. He's like, my legs are significantly stronger too. So I feel like he really understands where he needs his body to be. And he said he worked with. Not only Coach Mick McKayla, the nutritionist on the staff with the team to really dial in his diet and mature his approach to uh his development during the off season.
0: Yeah, two hundred percent. I'm right with you. And um wanna give Posh in here because she throw us a super chat. We appreciate you. So wishing Thank you Thank you, Doreen. We Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, wishing the best day of media, much success. Thank you for the morning entertainment. Love supporting hardworking dudes. Go bucks! Yeah, my guy Ron has been in here working overtime, but we <laughs> much appreciate that. I think we actually owe you nine ninety nine for you know, the advertising <laughs> you've been doing on Twitter. Yes, so. we appreciate all the love that you show us on the timeline. It means the world to us. Yeah, most 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 definitely appreciate that. So thank you so much, and good morning as, as usual. Um, so yeah. Let me get, so we had Sonny Styles, we had Latham Ransom. Also, too, he always talked about continuity and staff. I didn't touch on that. But, yeah, definitely having all those guys back better help the secondary. But let's move to our guy, Jahad Carter. So I want to get your touch on Jahad Carter. He came in in spring. He looked like he was doing well, but he did get hurt. So that slowed him down a little bit for the process. But he's back. He's healthy. He says he's really dove into the playbook. So he's, he's getting the feel of the defense, getting to learn how it works. And also, talking about the save, he can play any position. He's, he's multiple. He said, like, corner in high school. He said, coming in here, he can fit that nickel role. He
1: can fit either safety role. What's your thoughts on Jihad Carter? So, one of the coolest things that, um, he said during the interview was during the time uh, that he was injured, he really took that time to dive into the playbook and really evaluate technique and understanding the scheme. So I thought that was really cool to hear um, that he didn't, you know, get complacent while he was hurt and just sit back and be like, all right, well, I'll get back out there when I'm healthy. He made a concerted effort to really – really dive into the playbook and evaluate his technique and the techniques needed to be successful in this system. So I thought that was really cool to hear from him in a very mature approach to an injury. And then um, something else that was super interesting was that not only him and Perry both mentioned that at Syracuse, he played everywhere. He played nickel, he played free safety, he played strong safety. So that knowledge and experience of, Knowing all of the roles and responsibilities and that multiplicity at the safety position to be able to rotate these guys anywhere and present different looks and not let, you know, quarterbacks key in on certain positions and numbers and players knowing this guy's out there. He's going to be the free safety. Just knowing that, hey, this guy's on the field and he's a player and you can put him wherever. So. Hearing that not only uh, did he really focus on the playbook and his technique and not get complacent during his injury, but also hearing about his versatility and then that him being able to show up to camp healthy and apply that immediately really says something that uh, as a transfer that missed a lot of spring practice that they believe in him so much that um, he's out there running with the ones already. Gotta
0: say, yeah, Oop, bad. Me. <clears throat> yeah, man. He's um, he he's playing ball, and I and this is and this is what I thought. I was like, Jahad Carter. They brought him in here, and I'm like, well, he better start because we have a lot of safeties in this room already. That's deep. We got young guys like Kai Stokes, Sunny Styles that really need to get time, and like they need to be ready to go. So why is Jahad Carter here if he's not yet really starting? But soon as camp hits, first thing we hear, Jahad Carter is running with the ones. So most definitely there Then I'm like, okay, that's validated. Now it makes sense why he's here because he's going to be one of the best three safeties. So, yeah, I like what I hear about Jahad Carter. He assumed confidence when he got here. He said he won the competition. He wanted all the smoke, and we need more guys. who want all the smoke. So he said he was ready to go. He was ready to compete every day. Wasn't promising anything. Come in here, and I'm um, ready to work. <laughs> So I'm super excited about this. Dude. I'm, I'm super excited about the secondary, man. While everybody alluded to it's, it's a level up from last year, so no disrespect to the guys that left. But it seems like the talent's coming out. It seems like these guys have gotten more used to their coaching. They're more ready to make that step up. And like like we said, if this secondary, especially the safety room, which was the weakness towards the back in the last season, can really make a level up, we are primed. To really have a chance to compete this season and win an, and win a championship, like we talked about yesterday, like we talked before, and on the state of the program, get to check that out. But yeah, this team is proud to win a championship as long as the secondary can get in order. That was the big weakness. So as long as those guys can play, we will be good to go. So it's good to hear from the safety room. You got any more on the safeties, Ron?
1: No, I don't have anything on the safeties. Before we jump into this Johnny Manziel preview, I just want to thank everyone pulling up today and. Ask you guys to smash that like button. Hopefully we can get to 25 this epi- before we wrap on this episode. So if you guys haven't hit that like button, make sure that you hit it. And if you're not able to make it every day for the Buckeye Roast able to watch us live here on YouTube, you can find us anywhere that you get podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts all of those different places that you get podcasts so if you can't make it make sure that you subscribe to the audio form and you can catch us through audio if you don't want to see our ugly mugs so we appreciate (laughs) you guys and make sure you smash that like button you subscribe on all of the youtube platforms so just want to or all of the audio platforms just wanted to get that out there because i know some people uh do prefer to listen to the show and don't always have a chance to watch it so just want to thank you guys and let you know that the audio is available out there so q do you want to load up that johnny manzel trailer because we watched the the johnny uh documentary together last night with our guy chris drew and uh our guy matt said in the chat that he watched it as well and he's had the exact same takeaway he's taking on that guy was a degenerate and that was the first thing that i said when i watched it i was like man i know people like this guy <laughs> 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 yeah. i know people like this guy like this is not surprising to me not one bit i know people that act like this and like to, to see our boy johnny out there man it was something uh so I, we're gonna jump into this trailer here and then give a few thoughts because q and i are gonna be doing a full review of the documentary here on the channel in the next couple days so keep an eye out for that so make sure that you're subscribed and yeah we're gonna be talking all things johnny football and the netflix doc go ahead and roll that clip q all right here we go he's taking off rolling stones Beatles status
0: Manziel Madness has spawned the nickname Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Johnny
1: Football. Johnny Football.
0: When I got everything that I wanted, I think I was the most empty that I've ever felt inside. I think the way that I played quarterback was just a different kind of football.
1: They couldn't stop it. He transcended college football and also sports. But I had
0: a bone to pick with the NCAA. The organization continues to profit off student-athletes. People have been making millions on the back of Johnny. I remember this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, I've got 30 grand for you to sign autographs. And once that happened for the first time, it was like game on. After that, I saw a different side of him. When you take one step onto a slippery slope, it goes pretty quick. You have to be careful keeping too much expectations on a young man. Johnny I saying it was win or lose, we boost, and it was real true. It was just direct self-sabotage. <laughs> it was probably a five million dollar bender. He had this fear in his eyes. The money and the fame is eating him alive. You have to look back and think, were you ever gonna be satisfied? Was enough ever enough? There we go, so Johnny Menzel doc, we watched it last night as, as as you said, so Ron I'll give you the first take on that what did what did you think in a short form before we do our our long review?
1: Yeah, so before my one takeaway of the note that I wrote down while we were watching the show that I was going to bring up on the show was Cliff Kingsbury was doing an interview for the documentary and he talks about (laughs) Johnny Football showing up to practices, just pouring sweat, dripping alcohol, so hungover from the day before. And it just made me laugh because, like, the immaturity and the responsibility is just so ridiculous but at the same time i think about when i was 19 and after my freshman year of college my me and my friends all of our parents said you're gonna go get a job that you hate in case you get any goofy ideas like dropping out of college so we all had these miserable jobs and we'd get together and drink on thursdays and show up hungover on wednesday or i mean on fridays to work and be texting each other like i'm gonna pass out here because i'm so hungover so i couldn't imagine how this guy used to go and go through a Division One football practice completely dehydrated and hungover from the day before because I could remember cutting grass in my summer job after my freshman year of college hungover, and I could barely do it, and this guy was out here dodging defensive linemen and throwing touchdowns so uh, that was the that was my big takeaway it was like I can't believe this dude at 19 was you know what I mean doing all the same things partying like crazy but still delivering on the field and showing up to practice yeah, man.
0: That that honestly, I had thought about that for a long time. I'm like, bro, there's no. This man was living the, the celebrity lifestyle. Of just go to practice, go party, go to practice, go party. And I was like, how are you doing this as a Division One athlete? But yeah, but no, there's some big time moments in here, and like, I know people haven't quite seen it. Yes, so I don't want to spoil it. But like one of one of the ones that early on very much got me was the stats he was putting up in high school. Man, <laughs> they threw a stat out there, and I'm not gonna ruin it. Go watch the doc. We'll talk about it later but they they was stat out there
1: and we were all like wait what (laughs) i think we had to rewind it three times to figure out did they just say what they really just said
0: yeah they they, they, didn't say what we thought he said it was it was ridiculous man that man was a monster in high school we know about what he did in college but i i did not know much about him in high school so going through that part it was getting getting warmed up for the doc. I was like, man, this is gonna be absolutely crazy! But yeah, we're excited to do that. Um, we'll pull out my movie review hat on this channel and um, we'll talk about it. But we had a good time last night with Chris Drew, so definitely we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, so let me um, see what they're talking about in the chat right before we get out of here. Um, so um, it said uh, Noah Rogers, next freak show here, Garrett Wilson with a bigger body. He can't wait. So that's definitely true. We got a lot of hype. We got hype a Noah here.
1: Rogers fan club around here because yeah. uh, we got a nice little a- comment about uh, Noah Rogers catch radius on yesterday's episode. So shout yeah. out to the person that sent that and shout out to all the Noah Rogers fans out there.
0: Yeah. No, most definitely the fan club. Uh, we do have a question What would happen if a B reporter asked Eliano why he lost out on KJ Bolden? I'd love to see his reaction. Um, they don't really ask recruiting questions like that because they can't get specific with athletes until they sign. But if in the hypothetical world, if they could ask that, they wouldn't. wouldn't
1: even if they were allowed, they wouldn't if there wasn't a policy <laughs> like they have relationships to protect. Yeah. <laughs> That's their access. Like man, those credentials don't fucking come unconditionally. Like they they know yeah, they're what they're supposed not, to ask they're when not, they're
0: in there. I <laughs> not asking that, but do but I do shout out to my guys at Miss Sport Christian was in here. That little segment they had on Perry and after he missed out was hilarious. It was so funny. So make sure y'all go check that out because that had me dying. Oh man, let's see. If we got any other questions in here? Talking Johnny football, talking about how he fell out with the Browns. But that—that uh, that was the one thing when we when we rewatched that. When I was when that moment where the Cowboys came up, I'm we like, man, go back in time. I just
1: wish you, the Cowboys had drafted him just so we could see the show. So I couldn't even remember who they drafted, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know who did they take here instead. Like, did they did they mess up? Like, did they get another bust? And they're like. Oh. With the 16 pick, the Dallas Cowboys draft Zach Martin. Yeah, Zach Martin. And you think about what a mistake that would have been taking Johnny Manziel yeah, over, over Zach, Zach Martin. Martin. Like, that was a great pick there. And I mean, hats off, I'm not taking my hat off, but hats off. To- <laughs> yeah. I remember hats I off really- to Jerry for not falling yeah. for that.
0: Yeah, I remember that night, man. I remember seeing the 16 come up and I was like, yo, the cow was gonna take him. Like this is this is what the world needs. And they didn't, and everybody was so blown. Just just for the hype train of it happened. I remember the story. They were like, they had to stop, they had to tackle Jerry Jones from get, having him run up there with the Johnny Manzo car and give it to him. Cause they were like no longer letting him run the draft like that. So
1: I mean, I know our guys, Des and Cam. They are both Cowboys fans. Uh, I think they still wear their Johnny Manziel jerseys, even though he never ended up there. But they got the they got the pre draft editions, the iron on joints. <laughs> oh man, most definitely. But yeah, Cleveland's
0: were quarterbacks going to die. So unfortunately, Johnny Manziel. Though no, he didn't help himself. <laughs> no, it was definitely the Browns' fault. Actually, one last thing before we <laughs> move mean, on. He yeah.
1: did say he did say in the documentary. Don't put it on the Browns. If I would have dra- if I would have been drafted by any organization, I would have found a way to fuck it up because he wasn't ready to be a professional quarterback at the time. So True. I guess the Browns kind of get a pass there. Nah, I'll put it on the Browns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man. but, yeah, man, that's all we got for today's show. So we definitely uh, appreciate y'all joining again. Shout out to Trav. Shout out to Posh. Shout out to Chris. Throwing super chats, we appreciate that. We, it's, been, it's been a long road here, but want to pat my guy round on the back. We're trucking along. We are trying to hit that one thousand subscriber mark, and we are close. We should be there this week. And then uh, just reminisce a little bit. It's kind of crazy. I remember when we were two hundred, you know, three hundred. Like the train has really rolled. <laughs> we appreciate you there also smash that like button i want everybody to put on their best possible personation on the twitter on the twitter timeline go ahead and retweet the show throw that out there we much appreciate it we appreciate y'all hit that like button chad you came in here late but man we got a lot of good stuff for you today and we are on all audio platforms so if you ever don't have time to watch us, or you know you, you want to listen to-, to us
1: a second time?
0: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're on all audio platforms, so you get tired of seeing Ron's hat, just go over there, hang out with us there. Much appreciate you hit the like. Ron, you got anything before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, and if you're tired of my hat, also you can send a super chat. It goes directly to my hair plug fun. Your boy's gonna pop out here with a Jalen Rose style hairline after I get back from Turkey with my new hairline. So. You know, the day that the hat comes off on the pod, your boy has just got back from Turkey after spending all the Super Chat money on my new Jalen Rose hairline. But I appreciate everyone pulling up today. Uh, smash that like button. And again, yeah, make sure you're subscribed on all audio platforms. We love doing this with you guys every morning for the Buckeye Roast. If you want to find me, you can find me at 2 underscore T-E-S. That's two T's on Twitter, the same on with uh, Twitch, it's the same on Twitch. It's too shisty on TikTok. Man, it's a it's it's felt like a long day. I've been up 40 minutes and I got an eight hour day ahead of me. So I hope all of you guys have a good one and you guys are more locked in than me going into your day of work. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, hold on, Ron.
0: Let me let me let me plug. So, um, City Boy quitting on Twitter for Ron. Oh, yeah. I
1: thought you already introduced no, yourself. I let me.
0: I was I was out in the I was out in the show. Make sure you know where to find us as a team. He was probably
1: but, out in the streets because that's where you stay, bro, City Boy. It's,
0: it's, it's Wednesday.
1: City Boy, boy <laughs> quit <Quentin> on Twitter.
0: Line <laughs> in on Instagram. Somebody get at me. Marley league feels here on YouTube. Ron, get us out of here.
1: No, I just want to let the people know if you see our boy Q out in the streets, buy him right. a shot because he's out here. Thank he's you guys tuning by. in every day. For the Buckeye Roast, we will see you tomorrow. And thanks to everyone in the Super Chat, everyone that subscribed, everyone that ever watches us because we're so thankful for the growth that we're seeing on this channel. And Best Damn Media is now an official YouTube partner. Thanks to you guys. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, all of the support that we've seen over the last year. A year ago, I had a private Twitter. Uh, I was a data analyst just being a regular Joe and now you guys have made us YouTube partners and I appreciate that and the opportunity to talk Buckeye football with you guys. So just a big shout out to everyone that supported us over the last year. I couldn't thank you guys enough and can't wait to talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of the Buckeye roast at 8am every day here on our YouTube channel. All the disrespect to Indiana lies straight lies. My